welcome to Sweet Spot, where hoteliers check in and we check out what's trending in hotel marketing. I'm your host, Ryan Embry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Sweet Spot. This is your host, Ryan Embry. We are continuing our educational content on the current COVID-19 situation that our industry is in, um, our nation, and globally is in. So for this discussion today, I figured I'd pull in a little backup, a very seasoned veteran of the hospitality industry. You've heard his voice many times here on The Sweet Spot. Uh, That is Mr. Jason Lee. He is our Vice President of Product Development and Technology, who joins me uh, remotely. So usually we're in the office together, but Jason, I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Ryan. Yeah, it is is a departure from being able to look you in the eye, but (laughs) I, I do appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll kind of jump right into it. As I mentioned before, you know, we did an episode in the past about the beginning steps to this situation. It's been a couple weeks since. So I figured let's go ahead and get you in here. You've been on both sides of the the front desk as a general manager, um, owner, and, and then on the other side, working with Travel Media Group. You know, so I wanted to get your input on because you've been through this, you've been through some sort of crisis, whether that's something like 2001 and and 9-11 or the 2008 financial crisis, you know, we have those ebbs and flows in our industry and in our economy. How is this crisis, this COVID-19 crisis in 2020 different from maybe those that you've experienced before? Well, I mean, I think there's, there's the good and the bad of of the situation and and the, the, the bad is just how drastic the the occupancy swing was. So in other in other areas, like even during 9-11, there was obviously a huge swing in travel in general. So people didn't want to travel. Um, the people didn't have money you know, or, or didn't have as much discretionary money um, at the 2008 financial crisis. But in this case, it's something where it's like it's a it's a full shutdown of of everything you know so it's a shutdown of of restaurants it's a shutdown of of travel of just movement so that's the bad side the bad side is like how drastic of a cut it is the good side unlike the other ones is that there is a clear end in sight and even though even though it may not seem clear from maybe nightly news or or from the stuff you read. There is a clear end from every country that's experienced this where where you see the path back. And this is something that is temporary. It's something that that has an end. And so it's it's understanding that and being able to weather this time, you know, that but this time period. So with the financial crisis, the uncertainty and the and and like the literal like cut of discretionary money or or people's uncertainty about their financial future stopping them from spending money um all of those things is uh you know made that those times i think a lot there wasn't a clear end in sight you know and 9-11 the same thing 9-11 lasted a very long time in terms of people's appetite for travel or fear of travel so i think with this you know we're going to see it come back faster i think it's going to come back a lot a lot better than it did in 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 terms of time but you know when you think about where we've been headed for the last 10 years i mean we were just getting back to that 
you know, 2006, 2007 occupancy, <laughs> occupancy right. rent So we were just right. barely getting back there. But we also had a ton of supply come into the market during that time as well. So we, I'm still very optimistic about where we're headed. Um, and, and I'm very optimistic about people's appetite for travel. I agree. We were writing, you know, we talk about it. We were writing record highs, you know, going into this crisis, uh, a very, very strong ADR occupancies. Um, you know, we were, we were in a, and, you know, we would go to these conferences and we would hear that, that this time, this time period was a great time for hoteliers. Uh, our biggest issue was actually finding those people to, to help us at our hotels, you know, employment. Um, so I think it is, it is very different from what we've seen, but you know, the other thing that you've really honed in on in conversations that I've had, you know, is all the innovation that comes out from these crises, you know, yeah. lessons that have been learned, you know, in 2001, you know, I've seen some articles about, you know, the, really the rise of the OTAs, 2008 Airbnb, obviously you don't have to give me your big idea. It's going to change the world, but what type of lessons have you learned from maybe those crises past? that you can share with hoteliers today? For me, I feel like it's always about the same thing. It's about product quality and in some ways, innovation. So you look at a traditional continental breakfast and you go, hey, we can, we can do prepackaged continental breakfast for people to take with them and leave, you know, so they don't sit where they're contagious. I think we've seen some of these things. There are certain hotels that do that, have, did that before this, but I see this kind of process of wanting to protect our guests, wanting to protect our staff, where we're starting to like innovate little areas. But, but when I get, when I'm, when I say product quality, um, I'm talking about that on any given day at any hotel, there are, I mean, this is going to be gross, but there are bloodborne pathogens. There are all kinds of stuff inside of hotel rooms. <laughs> so right. the type of disinfectants, the type of cleaning, the type of the, you know, the fastidiousness of cleaning a hotel room needs to be there. And, and I feel like, in, you know, it's times like now that we really need to think about what exactly is going on on this side of our house. So we have all these housekeepers, we train them, we, we give them chemicals, we do all of these things. What exactly is happening there? And how can we get really good at making sure that our rooms are really clean? And they should be clean anyway, even without a pandemic, these rooms should not have stuff that could potentially harm our other guests that come in. Cleanliness has been an ongoing issue. And if you look at reviews, which is what we do, cleanliness is probably the number one issue of guest complaint. And, and so <laughs> I'm hoping that through this, we all take a look in, in this industry. We take a look at our process. We, took, we take a look at the chemicals we use. We take a look at the training that we're doing. And we do a really great job of making sure that our rooms are super clean. And that's what we start to, we start to tell people. We, we show our guests what we're doing. You know, we talk about it in social media. We talk about it in, you know, on our website. We, 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 you know, we back the fact that we've got very clean rooms and uh, you know, and, and that we practice this level of hygiene. And I think that's, that's something that maybe will come from this, this situation specifically. When you, when you talk about innovations like Airbnb during, during the financial crisis, I think that was, that was born, you know, out of, you know, the necessity for different types of travel and for, you know, renting a room in someone's house and things like that, that were born out of a financial crisis from this, I think that that alternative lodging might take a hit 
honestly. I, you know, I think that, that vacation rentals may take a little bit of a hit because that is where there is sort of a question mark on, on cleanliness. And if you're a hotel and there's a question mark about cleanliness in your reviews, I would quickly fix that. Um, Agre- agreed. Yeah. yeah, I know. Absolutely. This is the time to really get back to basics here. Create these habits today so that when you start to ramp up tomorrow, these processes are put in place that is overall, you know, going to help your hotel. I completely agree with you. I've never seen a review that has said this hotel is too clean, right? Or they did too good of a job of cleaning their lobby or cleaning their amenity areas. So that is just something that if we can create those those habits today and communicate with our guests, um, that's going to have peace of mind for them today, but it's also going to set the foundation uh, for, for better habits tomorrow. And I want to switch over to communication with guests, guests that are coming into our property or guests that are currently staying on our property. Uh, you mentioned social media. That's just one outlet that we can communicate to our guests, whether it's you know sending them a Facebook message or telling them to connect with you on Facebook so that if they need anything, they don't need to have that face-to-face interaction with the front desk, or if they don't feel comfortable picking up the phone, they can use their cell phone to connect with you that way. Other get other types of communication are not as verbal or over text. You know, there's a visible communication there. If they see someone cleaning at the property, that's telling them uh, about the cleanliness. What other type of messaging should hoteliers be communicating? So let's just start with on-site guests and guests that are coming in through our front doors. Um, I think definitely, you know, having a clear cut process, a way to check in that that puts the guests at ease, a way to get to your room, a way that the ho- that a that a maid uh, or or maintenance person might be accessing that room that puts that guest at ease. In hotels, we have standard operating procedures or SOPs. You've got to have an SOP, create an SOP around this situation. And, and that should be around check-in, around check-out, around, um, you know, housekeeping. So not just the cleanliness procedures, but what a maid does when someone's in the room. So what is it that you're, you're going to clean around this person? <laughs> so right. putting your maid at risk and putting this guest at risk. So you've got to, you've got to have some stuff in place. Um, you know, somebody says their TV doesn't work. You know, you, know, you send a maintenance guy up there. What's the procedure? But having it clear cut so your staff feels good and, and so guests feel good you know, makes all the difference. Yeah, I was, I was at, um, I went to Trader Joe's this week, you know, and they have a line, they had made a line to get into Trader Joe's so that there was only so many people that could be in the store at one time. And then they made you go from one side of the store to the other. So you had to start on this one aisle and then go to the other side. And so everyone coming in was going to this one area and everybody leaving was coming from this other area. So they created this like this whole yeah. area and they made it so that as you walked in, they handed you a cart that had been cleaned. Like all of those things put me at ease. So if you've got, if you have a you know a lobby that has a sliding door, then you're you're probably great. If you have a lobby that has a door that people have to touch, then you should put create something around that. Either have some either have it open or you have you know someone that's cleaning it regularly. Yep, some signage there or just, again, communicating with that guest for peace of mind. I, you know, experienced something very similarly. You know, I have had uh, a couple local takeout places um, over the past couple days. Um, one One of the two places that I went to had a sign outside that showed everything that they did 
in order to to assure their guests that were coming in that everything was clean. They were they had different time frames of when everything was going on. Again, just for the reassurance of their customer. Uh, the other place I went to didn't have anything like that. So I think it's important to be communicating with the guests, but you also make a great point about the staff as well. Uh, your guests are going to be able to sense that. Everyone right now is in a, in, in a state of kind of that consumer fear and anxiety about everything they're touching, um, mm -hmm. you know, and everywhere they're going, every decision that they're making. So if you don't have clear SOPs for your staff, your guest is going to feel that 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 they're not going to feel that confidence uh, of that guest that's be able to assure them that yes you know we're here to protect you we're here for your safety so i think that's super super important uh to not just be communicating with your in-room guests but also your your staff as well but what about future travelers what should we what type of messaging should we be communicating uh to future travelers that might still be deciding on, okay, am I going to take this? Am I, I'm weighing this decision of whether I'm going to stay at this property um, or if I'm just going to stay home? You know, I think, I think it's like, it's definitely around the same, the same thing we've been talking about. It's what you're doing to ensure safety. It's what you're doing to ensure safety of your staff and safety of your guests. And I think you can create social media posts that, in, and I think there's great ideas to show off, show off your team, you know, show off your team and their look and their, and their routine. Right. Take a take a take a picture of a maid with with a with a mask and a and a and a guard on and with gloves on, you know, cleaning a counter. There's nothing. I think those kinds of images and that kind of reassurance that that this is not something that we're taking lightly at this hotel. We're not we're not business as usual. We're we're making sure that our staff is so so ensuring that your staff is safe really ensures if your staff is safe and they're they're following those measures that is ensuring guest safety and so those things together are are really important and and so the more that you can communicate that stuff and google my business just opened up a spot uh inside of their application where you can post um specifically post um covid19 uh uh related posts and i've seen some hotels that have said you know during this time we have limited lobby access you know, they're, they're doing, they're, they're talking about some of the things that they're doing. I think in saying things like that, it sets the expectation for the guests, but it's also telling the guests that, hey, this hotelier is not messing around. They're, they're, they're buttoned up, they're ready for business, and, and I'm going to be safe. So, so I definitely feel like that, but I think there's this other thing too. So there's a time where we need to start focus back on, on our regular, you know, guest, guest acquisition. And yeah. I know there, there is this thing. So, I don't, there's a book called The Peak, and it's called it's using Maslow's hierarchy of need in business. Um, and there is there was there is a part in there that talks about survival mode, right? When you're in the survival mode, your occupancy is super low. You've got debt service issues. You've got <laughs> payroll issues. You're in survival mode. The next mode after survival mode is transformation. Is that transformation mode, and then you go into success mode. But transformation mm -hmm. mode, I think, is that space that is coming. And that's the space that we sort of need to sort of we, we need to have kind of maybe a foot in both sides of that. So we might be just surviving, but we also need to be thinking about transformation. And that transformation is how do I go from where I am today to a full hotel? And if I've laid off staff and what is the what is it that I'm going to do? So looking at future reservations is a great indicator of where you're going to be. 
And so making sure that you're assuring guests that you're going to be open for business, that you know, you've taken these measures and that you're going to be transitioning from this place of very low occupancy and, and back to full tilt. Yeah, if you're not if you're not preparing for that, if you're not putting things in place now, you're not going to be set up to be in that position where you're going to be able to invite all these these travelers that again were at a peak time before of this. We were, you know, prepping for an episode prior to this crisis about prepping your hotel for your busy season. We are about to yeah. to jump into the summer season where travel is at a peak for most of the hotels out there. So, well, let let me pose a question to you this way. We see that dip in occupancy. Give me a value proposition for why hotel reviews and review response matter at a time of crisis like this. Well, I think any any time that you're in any situation, right, you want to get the most out of every available traveler. So right now, when there's not that many travelers, there's still a share of travelers that are in your market. You want to get the most out of that share. So your value proposition is probably at its most taxed. And, and so any information that a guest has has said about your hotel that's negative, you need to quickly offset either with more positive reviews or with a resolution type response, a response that resolved that issue and, and has you know left that issue, especially if that issue is I came to the hotel and the hotel was filthy. That kind of thing in this environment could be a killer, and especially even for future future bookings. But in this environment right now, making sure that you have that the guests that are staying with you are, are, are number one leaving reviews and that those reviews are positive that they're having great experiences with you but that those that that is leading you know your future guests into a, into a mindset and and that your your value proposition is constantly increasing and and i think that's where reviews become extremely important and and i i do feel like guests are going to be cautious I've been through really downturn. I mean, I took over a hotel with 16% occupancy, right? <laughs> in 90, yeah. uh, 95. So I remember, I remember times, I mean, dot-com bust and, and, you know, some of these other, other times in, in our economic history where, uh, you know, where we had very low occupancy and we were scrapping for guests. We have had a very great run. There are new hoteliers that maybe have never experienced, you know, so for the last, you know, 10 and a half years, we've had, we've had year over year growth. There could be a, a new hotelier that came up during this time that has never experienced this. Um, so, so thinking about your guests, and this is maybe, you know, this is maybe a mindset shift all the way around where we start to really get back to what we do in this business, which is focus on our guests and focus on hospitality. So it's delivering a great product, clean and well-maintained, having friendly staff and, and giving guests a great experience and not taking them for granted. Sorry, yeah. that's a very long answer to uh, <laughs> to, to review. No, you're, <laughs> you're right on point. And you know, just, I would tell hoteliers, the game has changed right now. You know, you could be a, a hotel that has been at the, the the top of your market. Your reviews have been stellar over the past six months. But if you don't get get that review in this span right now today, the, those reviews that you've had in the past, those travelers aren't looking at. The, the game has changed. This whole situation has changed. What they're looking for is reassurance today that your hotel 
in the in the time that this has all happened is clean they put the proper things in order and and you need to be responding to what you're doing if you're able to get all of a sudden a slew of five-star reviews talking about all the precautions that you're doing to make sure you're protecting your guests those travelers that come into town and they read those reviews you're 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 gonna capture that some market there um uh, because they're gonna have that peace of mind about about their stay Definitely. Yeah. I know you still have a lot of ties in the hotel industry. You know, what what are you kind of hearing from hoteliers? What sort of sentiment are you hearing out there uh, about this situation? What type of feelings and and is there optimism? Or I know there's that certainty of this is going to ramp up, but what are you hearing? It's a mixed bag because I've talked to people I've known for years who really enjoyed <laughs> the the last like bit of growth. And they're in panic, you know. Yeah. Um, I've talked to I've talked to other hoteliers that that are they're steadfast. They've, you know, they were like, "Yep, I've I've done, you know, all of my my variable costs. I've I've cut back my fixed costs. I've tried to like mitigate as much as I can. And I know that I'm going to be open for business here in you know in in a, in a couple months, and or that I'm going to be back to the level of occupancy." And there are still other people that I've talked to that have actually, you know, seen occupancy tick up during this time because they're, you know, roadside hotels. You know, they've got a hotel where they're getting a lot of trucking business, a lot of transportation business. You know, there are some hotels that have taken a lot of hospital business. Um, so it's funny, I, you know, I was talking to a guy out of L.A. and he's close to um, one of the major hospitals um, in Hollywood. And he's full. He's full of, of staff the staff that, that, that don't want to go home. And, and that's and that's not everybody, right? I mean, most most hotels are experiencing a real downturn. I, I have a friend of mine um, that, that's running a hotel in in La Jolla, and he's spending most of his time, you know, doing preventative maintenance right now. So so he knows his summer is going to be big. He still has great reservations still on the book. So he's he's still sold out for July and August. So they're like, you know, taking this time. He brought on actually another maintenance guy because they've got open rooms. And they're like doing all the things they wish they could have done because they've been running 90% occupancy. Yeah. And so now that they've got half that, he's like, they're, they're going to town on, you know, adding stuff, putting in new mattresses. Like they're spending money on FF&E right now. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Yeah, I love that repurposing of their energy. You know, we cannot afford to stay idle. Uh, you know, we've talked about this a couple times, you know, whether that's a physical energy by doing that preventative maintenance, doing some maybe projects that you haven't been able to accomplish, uh, or whether that's mental energy, trying to listen to podcasts, hospitality webinars, uh, networking with industry experts. So one thing we can't afford to do during this time is stay idle. So what kind of advice or any final thoughts would you give to to hoteliers out there that might be in it in that you know emotional state of not panic but fear and and, and uncertainty? I think everything in life is always about the things that you have control over. So there's always those things you're going to be concerned about. There's always those things you're going to have fear about. There's always those things that you can stress about. But the what you can do today is really what 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 it's always about. You know, and it's never about these big giant swings. It's always about steady, consistent and and focused work. And I would mm-hmm. say, you know, just like you said, don't don't be idle. Look at this time as a time to really prepare yourself for what's to come. And then that's always great advice. You know, I talked to a hotelier who was really stressed after they spent a ton of money renovating his hotel right before the 2008 financial crisis. And it turned out that he had 
some of the best occupancy and some of the best, he had best QA scores, but he had the best occupancy in his area for his hotel class during that time because he had done that. And yes, it's scary. You know, I'm just saying it's not always about what our financial situation is today or what our occupancy is today, but it's about how do we get our product in the best possible position when this comes back and it's going to come back. It's going to come back, you know, we're going to look back on this and go, wow, that was crazy. But, but I definitely feel like the more you can, you can focus on the things that you can physically control. And that, and I spin out, you know, I, it's human nature to spin out on things that the, what if the, what if stuff, but the more you can focus on the stuff you can control every day, you know, the better off you're going to be, the better mindset you're going to have, um, the better place your staff is going to be. And you being confident and you being a leader during this time is super important too, because I, I guarantee your staff is scared. They're scared they might lose their jobs. They're scared you might close the hotel. They're they're seeing this stuff happen all through the industry. So the more you can you know, be confident and be pushing forward and be driving towards a, a positive outcome, I think the better for everybody. The your advice, stay in today. You know, don't don't look too far ahead because we don't we don't know what that future holds. Uh, but again, I, I can't be the only one uh, with the mindset of as soon as we're done with this, this social distancing, I'm going on a vacation. You know, all those healthcare workers out there, I'm sure I'm sure the same way, yeah. same with you. So, you know, yeah. that is something to definitely look forward to. But right now, control what you can control and stay in today. So. Love that advice, Jason. Um, as always, really appreciate the insights. You know, if you're a hotelier out there, a travel media group, we've helped hoteliers through a couple of these crises that, that Jason mentioned today. If you need help with an action plan, recovery plan, or just want to bounce some ideas off of us, please feel free to contact us uh, right now. We are here for you in this time of need. You can either call or text us at 407-984-7455 or visit us at travelmediagroup.com. Jason, again, I appreciate you coming on the sweet spot. Yeah, and thanks for having me. Hopefully next time you're on, uh, we'll be back in the office together, but I yeah, appreciate awesome. it. I appreciate it. And I appreciate all of you for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy out there. And we'll talk to you next time on The Sweet Spot. To join our loyalty program, be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Sweet Spot is produced by Travel Media Group. Our editor is Ann Sandoval with cover art by Barry Gordon. I'm your host, Ryan Embry, and we hope you enjoyed your stay.